Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I'm Peter, that's Connor and we are going to talk about Twin Peaks Season 2, Episode 9, it's called Arbitrary Law, full spoilers for the episode as always. And this marks a bit of an occasion because from what we understand from online graphs and <laughs> things, this is the last good episode before the the stretch of not so good and you can kind of tell it feels like a conclusion. It feels like a finale. So maybe not a series finale, but a season finale, certainly. Absolutely a season finale. Uh, I feel like it could have ended on this quite comfortably. I mean, barring a few things here and there. I mean, that, that's. I mean, obviously, you take out some of the subplots that are still need to be wrapped up. But yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the main plot could have ended here. Uh, but we know that it does get better again at the end of the season. So obviously, for like one episode, maybe. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but no, uh, well, no, I guess better before the last episode. Okay, yeah, there's the few that are, that are okay. Yeah, but I mean, we'll, we'll discuss them when we get to them. I, I don't, yeah. There's no point in predicting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just just based off the graphs that we have seen. Yes. Um. So yeah, this this was re- this is a relatively focused episode of Twin Peaks. Uh, more focused than usual because it was mostly dealing directly with the core problem, the core thing, the killer. Leland, Bob, that whole shebang. Uh, lots of elements came back into it. The dream came back into it. The giant came back into it. Hell. Pretty much everything that was important and referenced in the past, it was it all came around. Yeah. Uh, so, so first things first. Uh, the first thing I want to get to is so the old grand lady and her grandson that was next door to Harold Smith. Apparently didn't exist. <laughs> yes, they were never there. <laughs> because Donna hears Andy saying the same thing because uh, it was on the suicide note that Harold had. He's yeah. he, he's in the, the diner mouthing the same thing that it was on the suicide note, and Donna recognises it as the same thing. And the, the grandkid said to her, so she sees a connection. She goes and gets Cooper. Which, by the way, I I was I was shocked that she said we need to go get Cooper because I'm so used to this show saying something like that and then not doing it until the end of the episode or the next <laughs> episode that I was shocked that we cut to a scene of her and Cooper walking to the house. So I know like, it was like whoa whoa, whoa. this this is this is when you know things are getting close to the end here. Yeah, p- pacing is just going through the roof now. Uh, but yeah, this woman's like yeah, that's my name, but uh, I don't. My mother's been dead for years, and obviously I'm not her and. I have no children and it's all very and again it brings it back into this question of was Donna getting a message from somewhere kind of like Cooper was yeah yeah but basically uh, the 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 neighbor had had a letter from Harold Smith which was a letter it was for Donna and it was a letter from the the secret diary which she dripped out and she reads and it's as this was like probably the, the first like real exciting thing in the episode is yeah it reads it. It's Laura talking about how the night before she died, she had the same dream as Cooper, but in the but before Cooper had it. But before obviously before Cooper, because it was but, after but, she died. Like well, yeah, but it's the idea that they had the exact same dream. He just had it like what a week later. Yeah, she she had the same dream from her point of view. She you know she remembers going getting up and going across, even though in the dream she said that she was her cousin. Yes, uh, let's not gloss over that, but. She, she gets up and she remembers walking over to him and like uh, telling him and she wonders if this was Mike because it mentions that Mike is the natural enemy of Bob and she openly yeah. talks about Bob as well like yes uh, in this page like really explicitly and Bob's how she, she knows who Bob is and yeah. and Bob's after her and it's it's later on when Cooper gets all the main players in the 
and the, the, the Roadhouse, and he, he gets them all there, and he he, he he finally remembers what Laura said to him, what she whispered to him, mm. uh, and it was quite simply, my, my father killed me. Yeah, I mean, well, it makes sense, because obviously when he woke up after that dream, he immediately says, I, I know who killed her. Mm-hmm. That, that was what he said. So it made sense that it was as simple as just, this is who killed me. But obviously then he forgot. Well, do you think he knew when he made that phone call? No, I think he'd, he'd already forgotten, Like, but he knew yeah, that he'd yeah, been told. Yeah, okay, right, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to argue with that. I don't for no, a second. No. Th- yeah. <laughs> he, he knew exactly what he'd been told, but not who it was. Yes, yes, yes. Because uh, yeah, he gets everyone together and he... he because there's a scene where uh, Leland like almost is about to kill Donna. Like Donna's, yeah, it's it's getting up there. It's because she's got the sunglasses. Got the sunglasses, which are Laura's, and he puts on a record. He's like, "Oh, that's shall we have this dance?" And, it, and it's innocent enough at first. I mean, it's a little bit weird. I mean, uh, well, no, you say that. You, know, I think it's fairly obvious where it's going. It, just oh, knowing, no, no, no. no, no. I, when I say it's innocent enough at first, I mean out of context. Like, right, yeah. right. Obviously, we know he's a killer. We know it's going down a path. But I mean. Yeah, sure. It's a little bit from, weird. From her perspective, fine. it's like it's innocent enough at first, is what I mean. Yeah. Until he starts to get really kind of forceful and he starts acting out, and of course, throughout all this, we occasionally see him Bob instead of Leland. We see Bob screaming, or we see Bob in the mirror, or we see yeah, and they're really playing playing that up. And she gets the sense, and she she's she's worried about Maddie. She he gets that phone call about Maddie, and he he kind of shrugs it off. I'm sure she's fine. She'll be fine, and. All the rest of it. And then, of course, the sheriff shows up and says he needs, he needs to come with her. And she, she figures, she kind of assumes the worst and assumes that Maddie's now dead as well. And she she tells James. And J- James and her have this really weird scene, actually, where he, he just can't take it. Like, and oh, oh, I kind of like the idea that every time like they're attracted, like, so, like someone who looks like Laura dies. Like, And maybe that's what's getting to him more, more than anything else. Yeah, is that people keep dying cause... because, maybe not because of them, that's not right, but he at least feels that way. Yeah, he's feeling like maybe this isn't meant to be. Yeah, uh, of course we started because we're actually opening one of the opening episodes, not the very opening. The opening is a uh, uh, Cooper, Sheriff Truman, Hawk, and uh, Albert walking in slow motion as they're thinking about the case. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, they're a good moment. But it, yeah, they're in the diner, but they're in a different corner of the diner we've not really seen this side of before. And they've, they've got a red tablecloth, red curtains, all red. Yeah, just to let you know. Because you know, when Laura, uh, not when Laura, when Donna was like in the the house with Leland, and I thought, oh, are we going to get a third death? Uh, or even if we don't, what was her with the red in that scene where she's surrounded by red earlier? Was that a sign of danger? Was that yeah. she's in trouble for later? Kind of thing. And it, it was just, but yeah. So so they ha- they have that emotional moment, and we don't really see much of them beyond that scene. Uh, it's basically around then when the episode goes full Cooper and goes full case yes because truman brings uh leland to the roadhouse everyone else is brought at this point because uh, basically C- cooper goes to gerard and you know one armed man and he's like you need to tell me after he's reading the diary page he's like you need to tell me what 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 how, how do i find him what can i do and he's like oh you have all the clues and he mentions the gold ring he's like oh the giants got the gold ring and the one man confirms that the giant's real it's a real thing mm. uh but and it's actually when he goes back to the the, the hotel he sees the old guy again the one that was seen each time before the giant appeared he's like he's a key he needs to he needs to bring him yes. he needs to bring him to whatever he's doing and what 
little little touch that I really liked is that when they all get to the roadhouse and like, so Bobby brings in Leo because Cooper believes Leo needs to be there, and, he, and Truman brings in brings in Leland. The person who brings in the old guy is Bobby's dad. Yeah, bringing Major him Briggs. back in. And what I really liked about that is because the, he's the one who told us about oh this is messages from like another place you know we we accept signals from beyond and yeah. he he brought this idea into it and that was to do with the giant and it was the giant's words that showed up in the messages. There's something really nicely symbolic about him being the one to bring this person who we believe is the gateway to the giant. Yeah. Uh, so him bringing him and especially when we've not seen him, it almost feels really random, but it it serves this weird purpose where he's the one who, for some somehow, intentional or not, who brings this aspect of the show into it yeah it's the way that he's connected beyond just his job he's connected on a on a deeper level like the rest of them but his connection is specific to this yeah so it's, it's, it's very interesting and the last shot with him it was really good. after everything else goes down at the end uh like cooper and truman uh a couple of the others are walking up this path and there's this shot of uh, major briggs just standing in this path and he's center frame and it's a very weird shot. Like I almost thought it was going to like, turn out to be an angel or something because it was. Framed. Yeah, it was strange. It was framed in this. Here's the the being at the end of the road who's going to give you the answers. Mm. And that's not not where it went. That's not where it went. But it was framed like that, and it it, yeah. it, it was giving me that kind of vibe. John, was really weird. I'd seen that scene before. Oh, really? <laughs> that that one where they're in the the forest just talking at the end. Uh, I'd seen that in a in a lesson. Obviously, out of context, without knowing that this was kind of where it was in the show and what yeah. they were discussing. I, I don't think you even you would even get a spoiler from it on its own. Oh, it wasn't. It was. Yeah. I only re- remembered. It was kind of like getting a bit of deja vu. It was kind of familiar. And then um, Cooper sa- uh, says to to the the sheriff, uh, "Would it would it make you feel better if you believe that a man uh, raped his own daughter and killed her?" Yeah, and it, when he said that, it's like, oh, I've seen this before, and it all came flushing, rushing back. Yeah, because Truman's saying he can't really understand this whole Bob stuff and this stuff, you yeah. know, people coming from another place, and he's talking about how he can't wrap his head around it, it's just too weird. And that's when Cooper says, well, is it more comforting if it's just like a guy decided to rape and kill his own daughter? Is that any better? And he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's just as disturbing. And then I realised I'd seen it before, and it's like, that was a weird scene to have... To have yeah, seen before, but it the the whole showdown though because they they basically they they don't actually rule out Ben right away that I like I thought they would because it turned out he did have a couple hours where he could have killed Maddie. Yeah, we saw it maybe a little bit out of sequence. Yeah, uh, so you think oh they're still going to nail him, but you get the feeling like Cooper knows this isn't right. Cooper's Cooper's got that intuition, got that yeah. luck, he's got that Tibetan Tibetan method that he mentions every so often, <laughs> and he. He, he basically traps Leland. He, he convinces Leland that Leland's there to be a, a lawyer for Ben. And it's just when Ben's about to go into the, the interrogation room, the cell, uh, they push in Leland and lock the door. And Leland immediately, or I should say Bob, immediately starts screaming and acting crazy. And mm. they know right away like what what's going on. And obviously this is after Cooper's remembered what Laura said to him. Yes. In the dream. Uh, and that whole stuff as well, by the way, was great with the giant appearing. And it didn't even say anything. It's just because he, he remembered the dream. And because he remembered, uh, which I think actually is what the giant meant. Because I think we spoke a lot about how it meant the note that he dropped under the bed. Yeah. I, I think it's more likely to be this. It's more likely to be you've you've forgotten who the killer is because Laura yeah, just told you. Yeah, you've forgotten you. this important detail. Yeah. 
so, but he just he drops the ring and gives him his ring back, and sure enough, there it is. And there's something super surreal about all these other characters going along with all this. Uh, but at the same time, they kind of sell it in this really interesting way, where even Albert's like, "Look, we got a second killer, or you know, a second second murderer victim. Uh, you're the only place who can go to this place, Cooper. Uh, you know, I'm the science and I do this, but you you." you can go to a different plane of existence almost and do whatever you need to do to bring it. But they all stand around and they do this charade for him. They... Yeah, well, what is Albert says to him is, uh, you're the you're the only piece of hardware that we have for this or something. Yeah, so, yeah something like that, yeah. yeah. But I, I love that bit when they're all sitting in the, in the room and, and it cuts to the, the still frames as it goes around mm. each of them, as it, as it takes them and ex- they all kind of experience this. Yeah, uh, and the lightning in that scene is very almost alien abduction looking because the, it is the, the thunder and lightning keeps going off and it keeps uh, like lighting up the room and so all, all those still frames are all like mid flash so they're all yeah you know brightly overlit kind of thing really good stuff but the whole thing everything with uh, Leland or you know slash Bob when they get him in the cell and he's screaming and they're asking him questions and unfortunately uh, Dick. Uh, We'll get to Lucy subplot in a minute, but Dick's around at the police station and he starts smoking under the uh, the smoke detector that's just been refitted, and, which which is a really funny scene actually. But we'll, we'll get to the, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. But they're they're in the room and the sprinklers all go off. Which I actually uh, I, I recently learned that this is uh, bullshit when this happens in movies and TV. Sprinklers aren't designed to set, go off in the whole building at the same time. No, why would they? They'd go off in the area where the fire is. And it's pointless because you're just going to damage more stuff that doesn't need to be damaged. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a police station, so there's not a lot of equipment or anything like that around, but still. But, uh, no, so, so they're in the, in the cell, and he he starts to... He basically starts bashing his head against the wall. Uh, yeah. And this really is violently. A, and this is after a bit of an interrogation where he he's like, oh, this vessel's almost done, it's been fun raiding you, Leland, but... I think the important part that we get out of that sequence is that we learn that Leland doesn't know any of this. Yeah, he forgets things. That he makes him forget. Yeah, but but he he says that just to be cruel, he's going to make him remember when yeah. he goes. Yeah, it shows because obviously you get that Bob's evil and he's always been evil. But this this is super like it's especially it, cruel, isn't it? This is first that example. Yeah, he's, he's going to let Leland is, remember it. This is gonna make Leland remember him raping his own daughter. Yes, which is that's that is dark as shit. So, basically, after the head bashing, this is Bob leaving his body. Bob leaves, yes. and Leland's left there, like kind of dying. And Cooper, the sprinkles are all going off. And as much as I'm saying it's bullshit, they went off. Uh, makes for a great image. Doesn't it, it makes for a great image because they're, they're all soaking wet. It's like constantly running water as they're, as they're e- even talking. just uh, the sheriff. You know when he's running to unlock the door and yeah. just slips, and just that extra moment of tension that it gives. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It feels like everything's going down. It's it's almost like the uh, it's like a thunderstorm outside, but it's almost like the storm comes inside the building. Yeah, because the water all starts going off. Uh, and that's that's how big of a sort of biblical event, if you will, is going on. And mm. then, and he's he's holding Leland, so Cooper's holding Leland, and he's trying to talk to him. And Leland's remembering because because Cooper puts a lot of things together before they go in there, like before stuff goes down. He's like, oh, he pieces, you know, the ro- the letters were trying to tell Robert. Uh, and we find more about this from Leland. He's like, oh yeah, Bob, Bob's someone who I, I met as a kid, and he he and I was a kid, and he asked me to let him in, so I let him in, and. The reason why Laura was killed was because Bob wanted in and Laura was too strong. She wouldn't let him. Mm. So Bob made Leland kill her. 
yeah. which is it's really it's really dark, but it's a really cool bit of mythology. Like that's why they wanted her because she was she was a, a better seer than her parents, where she was she had yeah. this ability and they wanted her, uh, but she was strong enough to fight it. But that just made him jealous, yeah. evil, crazy. And, and Ray Wise absolutely kills it in this scene. Oh yeah, that scene's fantastic. I, I think he's great in the scene. See when it's meant to be Bob and he's like laughing and he's saying, "Oh, I'm going to yeah. make him remember." And uh, like all that was great, and then him like lying there, and this is his death scene. He, he dies at the end of the scene. He's yeah. from his head injuries, but he, he like all this mythology he spouts out. It's just it's it's just it's fascinating stuff because it, it it does tie everything together. It makes you understand why it was her, why she was maybe so messed up because she knew Bob was sometimes in her father, and she recognized the difference. Yeah, you know, she could see him, and that's why she was such a. I mean, arguably she still did far too much for any one person could do in a week because she. Did she's meals and wheels? She tutored the Audrey's brother. She did all this. She, yeah. You know, meanwhile, she was having cocaine. She had like four boyfriends. Like no one just has time to fit all this in a week. They just don't. <laughs> when did she go to school? She's the Flash. Hey, the show's forgotten half these characters. I might have been in high school. <laughs> They've not mentioned it since. Like I, I think there was like one line like five episodes ago of uh, how was the school late, today. The latest one I think of was that one with uh, Bobby and his dad. Yeah. And even then, it was just a how was school today, and that was that was it. That was it, yeah. That was it. But no, uh, really good. Rewise kills it. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, and he starts crying about what he did to his daughter, and he he, he goes out, and it's he's like you almost wonder is like is it a mercy thing almost that he that he has he is dying like. The, the, I think it is. The, you shouldn't could, have to live with this. He'd have to live with that. That would be worse, surely. Yeah, but he implies that he, him. He says that he sees Laura, though. He says that he sees her at the end of the, the light, the the tunnel, if you will. Uh, and yeah, so so maybe there's happiness beyond. Although poor Sarah Palmer, who's still alive in the house with no no family left. I, I do hope they address her because she's kind of been absent, really, other than when she appeared for the horse and then went back upstairs. You know, we haven't really I, seen her deal th- with any of this recently. I think it shows what she's like, though, and how she's kind of put up with this for like years since there were, you know, since Laura was yeah, a kid, yeah, yeah. and this this weird stuff's maybe went on where he's changed his personality, and she seems to be kind of broken, and maybe she's always been broken because of all this. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and it, maybe I'm getting that kind of feeling from it, but yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I know. Uh, no, really exciting episode. It was like this was like the mythology all coming to a head and it was the characters finally putting things together we'd already kind of put together but this was like flat out no mike and bob came from another place they killed people together but then mike saw saw god's true face cut off his arm for his sins and is now the natural enemy of bob yeah (laughs) and bob when leland was a kid he presented himself also as a kid to let leland let him in to himself which sounds really dirty when you say it out of context and I think it's supposed to sound like that. It's supposed yeah. to sound very invasive. Invasive, yeah. Yeah, he's violating them essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, like, and do we get all this? It feels like, yeah, that's all. And it, it, it kind of does make sense that this feels like a finale and that maybe the next chunk of episodes, maybe there'll be some good fallout from some of this. Like, you know, them dealing with Sarah yeah. Palmer and stuff like that. But we might have a lot of other plots to put up with for a little while. Do you know what I thought was a little great bit of this as well? Yeah. Uh, mm. It's when uh, Bob shouts out the, the poem from inside the yes, cell. Yes, yes. And it's just, the delivery of it is fantastic. But then he does the little bit after that ends with, I will kill again. 
and I it's believe just it will. Well, so oh yeah absolutely because the, the thing is is when he, uh, they go out into the, the the forest afterwards and they're all just sort of distraught you know Truman can't handle it and we talked about the, the lines they, they pass yeah. around uh, Major Briggs even says does it matter what the reason is really you know something horrible's happened and Cooper's like no it does because we need to stop it and they can't stop it because as Truman even points out where if Bob's left where is he now and we, we get that last little moment where it looks like he's been into an owl. Like, like, these people who come from this other place, whatever it is, they, they live in owls when they're not in people. Yes. <laughs> as, as, at least that's what it seems. Maybe they can live in any animal, but they choose owls for whatever reason. But it seems to be he's in an owl. Um, but, you know, the whole idea that, like, this new season coming up, it, is it Bob? Is Bob back? Is I'm actually, it's... This episode is the point where I've gone, okay, I'm excited for the next season. Because it's like, okay, I get an idea of maybe what sort of stuff it can be now. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's, all, it's almost like this time Cooper will be ready. Like, he yeah, understands the like game. Like, he spent the last 20 years yeah. preparing. It's like, Bob will come back one day, and now I understand, like... Because before it was almost like... It's almost like, you know, a two-dimensional character trying to understand a third dimension. Or yeah. us in the three-dimensional world trying to understand a fourth dimension. He didn't understand what he was fighting. But now... Not he's an expert by any means, but now getting into it, he has more of an idea. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously, we're saying this not having seen how this ends, but oh, I'd, sure. I'd, just, I'd love it to be something like he spent the last 20, 25 years just preparing, training, hunting... And then ultimately he realises, nah, it's going to be Twin Peaks again. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I initially think you'll have went hunting necessarily. I, I don't know. I feel like it, if if he if it doesn't end on a on a a way that it looks like Bob is defeated, I feel like it'd be really weird for Cooper to let it go. Like he feels like. He... Well, I, I don't know if it'll be a case of let it go. It may just be. I, I can see it being very. Like, okay, sort of unexplained, but there's not really much I can do about it. And it'll be like, you know, years later when we get to the new season yeah. where it'll be like, wait, I recognise these clues. This is... Yeah. You know, like, I don't know if we'll get the last two letters from the name from the victims, but maybe, like, a body will turn up with the next letter, like, 25 years later, and it's like, oh, it's on. <laughs> yeah, it's on. Yeah. Uh, but, no, oh. so that's oh, good. Uh, so we should mention some of the other little plots that were in there. Uh Obviously, Lucy deals with Andy and Dick, and uh, there's some really funny scenes because Andy comes up to Lucy and tries to demand to talk about uh, his baby. And this is well, like the repairman's like working on the smoke detector, yeah. the smoke alarm, and he's just he's on a ladder in between them, and he's up, you know, screwing things and whatever. And he just like we have to talk about my sperms. And it just cuts to a shot of the guy <laughs> in the ladder, just been like, eh, should I? Well, should I like, what is going on here? <laughs> uh, but my favorite part of all this though is like he's. Uh, Andy storms off into the office and he's, he phones Dick's place of work he's like I need to speak to Dick who works in X department and uh, Lucy's like oh you're not going to hurt him are you and it cuts to a side shot and you just see her go like this like she, she's, it's, this, it's this thing where again where she's impressed that Andy's taking the initiative and he's being strong and yeah. she, she looks just downright turned on the entire time <laughs> until until he, Andy at one point says well, if you're not too busy, <laughs> <laughs> and then her face just drops again, and it's just oh, yeah. it's so much yeah. fun. Uh, but yeah, eventually he comes. She shows up, and they have this this scene where she sits across the table, and they're both side by side, and she demands. She's like, "All right, until the baby's born, and we can do some tests. We don't know. We don't know who the father is. So until then, I expect cooperation from both of you." Yeah, so, sets them straight. Yeah, so that's where we are. Uh, also, one we got one scene with Ben 
Catherine, thank you. Catherine, a lot of names in this show. Catherine showed up in her, in her, in her get up, in her disguise, uh, and just had like the business banter with Ben, like, oh, they're going to sign the contract, I'm going to get my money back. And then she took her, sh- her foot out of her shoe and put that through the bars, and it was clearly a woman's foot. Uh, and maybe it's a very distinct woman's foot because Ben looks at the foot and goes, Catherine? See, I took that to mean Ben has a thing for feet, and whatever they did that uh, night. Okay, sure. I, I, yeah, that's okay, I, took I can it see to that. Mean. Like, that's why it's like that's that's why you know it was her specifically. Like why why no one else would do that. Joe, Joe, I like though. See, see you in because he, he, he set up pleads and says, "Oh, I t- tell him where where I was that night." Like you know, be my alibi for. And the first thing is, is now post the end of the episode, we know he doesn't need that. He doesn't need that. Alibi yeah. Anymore. So so now Catherine's got nothing over him. Well, it doesn't matter. He's already signed the papers because he starts pleading, and she's like, yeah. "Well, you sign over the mill and that to me." And he's like, of course. And Joe, I like. He almost sounds impressed that she's played this game. It's like he respects yeah. the hustle almost. So he, he immediately signs it and hands it back. He's like, right, you'll tell them. And she's like, I'll consider it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but luckily for him, Cooper's magic buddies uh, helped out, and we know that Leland was the one behind the, the, the murder. That's pretty lucky for him because uh, they had some evidence. But now he's going to be out of prison, and he's going to have to like watch Catherine have have you know have the mail. Yeah, she, have... she played her cards just a little bit too early. Uh, I don't know if she did. Well, from her perspective, she couldn't have known anything better. But, but the I, idea is, if anything, she played them at the right time. Uh, perhaps because she couldn't blackmail him after he got free. She couldn't blackmail him. No, no. So but in my in my th- opinion, this, she this pl- is, played it perfectly. Well, this is assuming that she comes back out as her and uh, back to the public. If she if she's oh. not able to do that just yet for for whatever reason, I think she can. I don't think there's any legal reason. Like she she didn't claim to be dead. I don't think to anyone. <laughs> If that I mean, I don't sense. think so. She just just wasn't there. Yeah, and people just assume she was in a fire. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just true. Uh, it's a very good episode. It was a very good episode. This was this was very climactic. It was. Oh, I'm almost shocked. Lynch didn't direct this one. Yeah, me too. Actually, no, not because it was directed. Like, has even though it had a lot of good directional yeah. stuff in it, it was there was a lot of good sequences. Uh, just in the sense of the content. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if this is down to we we spoke I think it was last episode how maybe Lynch didn't actually want to reveal this. So I wonder if maybe it was almost a bit of a, a protest where it was like, look, you're gonna do it, but I don't, I don't have to be a part of it. Uh, maybe I don't know. I may have just been a schedule and thing. Maybe he already decided he was going. Maybe he helped with the script and then yeah, packed his bags and he was <laughs> he was on his way. I don't know, but it, it was. Uh... That was this was a very very invigorating episode. That, that the last like twenty minutes were just yeah. just balls to the walls. Like everything big was going down. Everything with Leland were just just something as simple as him openly talking as Bob, where it's Bob talking, like, kind of like how we've seen the one armed man talking as Mike. Yeah, but this was cooler because we we hadn't really heard from Bob yet in the dream, of course. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah. but it's interesting that when Cooper brings up the dream to uh, Mike and Bob, both of them acknowledge that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were yeah. in there. Like, yeah, we know about this. Yeah, we remember that. So, mm. so, I will say, obviously, there's the new show coming, and we're doing it for this. But if I was just watching this on my own, and there wasn't a new one coming, I'd probably stop here. I've done this with with, with other shows, like uh, Sleepy Hollow is the most recent example, where it got to a point halfway through the second season, and they they'd wrapped up the main story, and it was like that was it. That is the that is all I needed from this show. 
However, I have heard the season two finale is one of the best episodes. Yeah, yeah, that, that's and true. I've also but, heard uh, I've also heard the movie's really good. So yeah, but ultimately, I feel like if I stopped here, I would be satisfied. I, I've completed the, the journey, so to speak. Well, tough. Because... I know, I know. I'm saying that I feel like I could. Is all because episode ten is next, and it's coming. And I wonder how apparent the because I mean, it doesn't sound like it's going to be gradual. Everything I've heard sounds like it's just a sudden drop. So I'm wondering how apparent it's going to be. Like this next conversation we have about yeah. Twin Peaks later this week, like will it just instantly be, eh, and will yeah. it be? Like I imagine they'll be quicker. Actually, I don't see us going. With, you know, nearly thirty minutes on the bad maybe, episodes. Maybe on the first one, just saying, well, like, why is yeah, bad? bad? Yeah. What's different? But but the rest of them probably not. It'll just be like talking about the plot points and what. what just what getting does what. through it. Yeah. 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 But no, uh, solid. Interestingly, they, they brought in Big Ed for the, the scene at the, the Roadhouse. He wasn't in the last episode, I don't think, and he was here for maybe just you know that's one scene. Yeah. That was him. Uh, but no, so that was that was a so- solid solid episode of Twin Peaks. So uh, we're somewhat dreading the next chunk, but we will soldier on through it. Um, obviously, this one was slightly late again. I need to stop promising when the next one's going to be. But uh, this was slightly late. But we just don't worry. We'll be done in time for the new one. That is the that is the ultimate. As a guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. We will. Uh, but yeah, so you, you you will probably get uh, an extra one this week because things are a little bit quieter TV-wise. But there you go, that is episode 9 of season 2 of Twin Peaks. It feels like, I mean, given that season 1 was 8 episodes, then this this was like episode 9. This feels like the end of a second season, almost. It does, but realistically, what, there's 30 episodes plus the movie. This is episode 16, so we're only actually halfway through. 17. 17. Right, so just over halfway. I can't count, apparently. So let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff. Uh, get us on Twitter at mail underscore first for channel updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen for everyday ramblings. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, we have some interesting discussions to come for the, the troubled section. Uh, I'm curious to see what it's like, though, because I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm assuming... There is a morbid curiosity, isn't yeah, there? I'm assuming it's just going to feel like a really weird soap opera. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But it'll be like you know the stuff that we get with Lucy and Andy, but but that'll be the whole show. Those yeah. sorts of plots. It's like, and also, okay. why why will Cooper still be around if they've solved the case? Good question. He just decides to take a break, <laughs> and I'm just gonna stay here for a while. I like it so much. I'm gonna stick around and eat some donuts. Maybe it's just on the lookout in case Bob comes back. Yeah, maybe. There we, there we go. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.